2: We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. We talk Joe Burrow. We talk T. Higgins. Jamar Chase is in the building. All we have is highlight social media videos, but uh what do you think about, about number one being back?
1: Yeah, awesome. Similar to T, am just like, it's great. They're showing up for the voluntary stuff. I'm not going to hold it against anybody that doesn't show up their voluntary things or they're working out at home or whatever else is going on. But um, yeah, it does feel better for everybody that does show up. I liked his quote about uh, cardio. Because he's he talked about it last year too, and just wanting to be on the field for as many snaps as possible, just kept getting you know keep getting cardio work in and whatnot, just so that your stamina is good enough that you are pushing, however many snaps you can handle, um, even though you feel better about the wide receiver depth now than you probably did last year, something that's uh, I like hearing. I, I I think it's just not just the idea that he could play every snap next year, but the idea that he's finding different ways to improve and that he has the competitiveness which i'm sure a lot of guys do to want to take every single snap and not take a breather unless the offense is off the field i think that's cool
2: yeah I, i agree with that and you know obviously he was injured last year and missed five games but at the same time it's still kind of wild with how fast he bounced back from what that injury sounded like um i was getting a little nervous when they reported it like ooh. Does Jamar Chase return this year? And he was able to. So, you know, you know the offseason workouts and programs that he is doing off the field. That maybe that can help him. Um, and and the more you have Jamar Chase on the field, the better uh, for any offense. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what that looks like. Uh, Tyler Boyd not there right now. They did draft Charlie Jones. Nothing to look into when it comes to Tyler Boyd not being there yet.
1: Nothing to look into at all. And Tyler Boyd starts missing some mandatory stuff and asks for a new contract. Then I'm worried, but uh, I don't see that happening. <laughs> I would be out of left field. Uh, I think it's cool for Charlie that he probably gets some extra work. That would be the only thing I could think of.
2: With the rookies there, uh, this is going to be pretty much the real first week. Rookies there, Jamar, T, Joe, anybody standing out from uh, from camp so far? from off season program. I call it camp, but it's more of the the workouts.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I saw a cool picture. <laughs> it's like, I saw a cool picture of T making a catch. Yes. Very high up there tall. And uh, I would say, I would guess Joe Burrow's kind of standing out at camp with the headband and the look and whatnot. He could probably come and whatever. And it would stand. I mean, he's just, you know, the quarterback. Could, maybe not, I don't know. I was trying to think of, like, what what could he show up in that makes people just, like, oh, ooh. <laughs> like, Do you- super, the, the Trey Henderson look, the very long, baggy, long sleeves, no gloves, <laughs> just type of, I always feel like Trey wears that to throw people off guard. He's, like, he, he comes in, you kind of think, like, oh, that's that's like a special team, or, <laughs> you know, there's no drip here. <laughs> he dominates them
2: i do have a, st- uh, a story a personal story my nephew um he got his haircut recently and, and boys don't like to get their hair cut. and i said oh your haircut looks like joe burrow and this was before the headband photos and all that stuff came out and then the headband photo it was the day that he got his haircut the headband photo and joe's hair is a little bit longer and he goes this looks nothing like joe burrow's hair because <laughs> he has that long hair i'm like you're right you're right. You no longer have the Joe Burrow haircut, but uh, Joe, Joe, do you think Joe's going to grow it out to, to a ponytail level?
1: No, It's getting there. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I mean, it, it is getting there, but I don't. I don't see no, no, it. no,
2: no pony for Joe. Uh, but, but speaking of that, I don't think that would be a, ideal.
1: I can't right. imagine it. I can't imagine him with a ponytail. That would be levels of we would look back on that. Like when Tom Brady had like the long bangs and you see that now, you're just like <laughs> Tom Brady in 2007, he went for a look.
2: <laughs> I mean, this would, if, if Joe ends up going off this year in year four, MVP year, um, maybe they go back to the Super Bowl. Maybe they win a Super Bowl. Um, it's a long road to get there, as we know, over the last few seasons. That headband, man, that's just going to be, you know, I am seeing some comments that Patrick Mahomes started the headband stuff. And I forgot that I know it's, that's kind of his signature look, but I don't think, I didn't think twice when Joe had a headband that that was a Patrick Mahomes like copy thing.
1: I mean, I just feel like a headband is.
2: trying to get your hair out of your face.
1: Not copying anybody. I feel like a headband has been worn from players. Since like the dawn of time, I'm. I'm just, <laughs> I wonder if yeah. I could go back if I'm like Joe Namath in a headband. <laughs> like they're all just copying Broadway Joe. Actually,
2: it's it's weird. That's where we're at in the off season. That Joe Burrow's wearing a headband and it's making news. I, I think they had like a million views on their on their Twitter account. But that's where we're at right now. I just want Joe Burrow to play at a great level and have a normal off season. Uh, but he is going to year four. It's crazy to say that out loud, but year four, what are, what are we going to see from Joe? What do you think is going to be different going into this year? And what did you feel like, you know, some of the weaknesses last year that he can really work on this offseason?
1: Uh, it felt more obvious last year, just, you know, mm-hmm. stay on time, don't take sacks. And that's what he basically did. So I would say be even more consistent would be start fast. And, and that wasn't even his fault last year with the appendicitis and everything. But I do think that's what hurt him when you talk MVP stuff and why he always seemed more distant from the first and second place guys than maybe fans thought he should be. It's because he started so slow, you know, the four interceptions against Pittsburgh and then doesn't have a great game against Dallas. It did, felt like he didn't hit his stride for quite a while, maybe that New Orleans game, but then Jamar gets injured and has a bad game on national television against the Browns, but pulls it together and puts together an awesome second half of the season. I just think start fast, play consistently great all season, because we're not talking about moving from Pro Bowl, maybe even all pro level play, to him trying to get to that MVP level play and when you're an mvp it just feels like the consistency is the key and another part of that and it's unfair but it's something i learned about last year is just how important winning is to voters because almost every time a quarterback for the number one seat, it's it, that's almost every mvp is a quarterback for the number one seed of either conference and who are the top two guys last year it was hertz and mahomes mahomes won, but Hertz came in second, and he was the number one seed for the NFC. So getting that one seed, being consistently good, not having any flub games, not having any Dallas or Pittsburgh games next year. And those weren't really even his fault. So it's I don't know how much it's improvement for him, but a little bit of luck and maybe to just be consistently great is what I would say.
2: Yeah, no, I, I agree with that, too. And it, it did factor in. Um, I think some people pointed out preseason for some of the starters, and we've talked about that with the offensive line. What what's that going to look like in August if they do get a few of those reps and and maybe the third preseason game or the second preseason game to just be out there. Uh, but the same thing for, for Joe Burrow. I don't know what that looks like um, because it is important to start off fast. And, you know, one of the, that Pittsburgh game could have been the game changer, and I know kind of a little odd with the Bills game and not having the Bills game and how that factored into what the number one and two seed look like. Uh, but that was huge. It ended up being a, a really big deal towards the end of the season, losing that week one game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it just was brutal. It was a bad start. But the thing about that game, we we don't talk about the second half enough because we just talk about the missed extra point. Yeah, he was
1: he was good in the second half. Probably.
2: He was. He was. I think we would talk. I think that would have been the Jamar Chase-Joe Burrow game in the second half. Um, a lot of people remember Mike Thomas dropping a, a ball in the end zone. And then T. Higgins left the game early. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a huge factor. But I thought, I'm like, wow, for someone who had a brutal, just absolutely awful first half, um, he really turned it around. And it was unfortunate because you see him and Jamar on the sideline and there's a gif of them doing their little LSU thing. And it was like, oh, they're about to win the game they're going to kick the extra point and win the game. And and it it was a huge factor. We haven't uh, recorded since the podcast. I know, I know you did a Q and a yesterday and everybody needs to go check that out, but we haven't recorded since the real schedule came out. I know we had some speculation, what it's going to look like Um, AFC North opponent. What what did you think about the schedule overall?
1: Yeah. uh, I think once again, it feels like the second half is hard and the first half is easier. Right. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, I guess the Bills aren't in, like, the back half. They're kind of in the middle there. But when I looked at it, the first thing I thought was, like, man, it's just like last year with that." you know, not easy, but, you know, the lighter half on paper is up front, and then the back half is uh, a little bit rougher. That's good for the team, though, because they seem to really catch their stride after the bye. That, so that that's my – 10,000 foot view of the schedule. It was kind of weird only getting four primetime games, but there is, uh, I believe, a nationally televised Saturday game in there, which doesn't count, but kind of counts. And I'm sure some of those games later in the season are flex opportunities for the NFL to uh, just move those up. Although they play the Ravens, both games pretty early this year, right? I, I think I saw it was like week two and
0: week eight Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah,
2: which is odd because it always feels like the Ravens are like the last game of regular season. Right. Um, And they're they're not this year. And that home opener against the Ravens. And we talk about like, hey, the the beginning of the season kind of feels a little. I'm happy that Cleveland is week one. Get Cleveland all the way out of here for that road game. Get them off the schedule. Get it done and move on because that game will forever. I don't know what it is about Cleveland and the mismatch with playing them, but I just want it out of the way. Um and I know they have to see them again. That next time they'll they'll be at uh they'll be at Paycor Stadium. That early bye isn't fun. I'm not a huge fan of that. But then you have the Thursday night a game. Actually, the Thursday night game is against the uh Baltimore Ravens. That yeah, is and that's kind of like a little bit of a mini buy the second half of the season. So that kind of works into their favor. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I think that the, the, back half of the schedule is, is hard. And we said it on the pod, the chiefs game ended up being uh new year's Eve and no surprise there. It's going to be on CBS with Tony Romo, Jim Nance. Yeah, you called and it. I, I do like that. The, um, the bills game is on Sunday night football. I hate Sunday night football, but it's at home. So I'm a little more biased. That's great. I love it. What did you think about that
1: for, for the, for the me watch, the bills game looks pretty juicy to be the one I go to. Are you going to go? I no promises yet, but I, that would be the one I'm looking at. Although uh, I'm also, I think I'm doing the bills one for sure. That just seems like such an yeah. opportunity and I love the prime time feel, you know, party in at Bengal Jim's tailgate at 7. PM versus 11 AM is a different feel, <laughs> But also, I'm going to be in Northern Kentucky the week of the uh, Seahawks game. So we were thinking of stopping on the way back and maybe catching that in Pacor Stadium. But that one, more of like a we'll see. I do think I'm doing the Bills one. Um, so that'll be fun. I- I'd love to for that to yeah. be my game. I mean... They put on a show for those primetime games. Now I love being the Thursday night one uh, against the Dolphins last year. Whiteout. It was very, it's a very fun game to go to. I also I don't really go to games after December. You I don't. hate the cold. I hate the cold. I hate the cold Dude, so you much. You live in
2: a cold weather city too. It's so yeah. Wild. I know. I know. Uh, I just lived
1: miserable for <laughs>
2: a few months. It's funny you say that because, and, and I'm going to get back to, to the Bills' uh, point in just a second, but for the playoff game against the Raiders, it was so cold, so freezing that a lot of people after the game was over, they were like, why didn't people just hang out in the stadium and like just chill and can't believe they broke the curse? And I'm like, I was trying to... F- feel my hands again. Um, it was absolutely freezing. So when you get towards the back half and I'm all for games at Pacor Stadium, let them play every game in January there. Hopefully that happens and they can get a number one seat. Uh, but it does. It gets really cold for those games and you got to get all the, the hot hands and, and sometimes it's not enough. But the Bills game for Sunday night football, I will say this and I don't think it's a hot take. It was louder for the Bills during the pregame, of course. It was louder in the pregame for the Bills Monday Night Football game than it was for the playoff game against the Baltimore Ravens when it comes to atmosphere.
1: Even uh, when Sam Hubbard recovered the ball and they started running it back?
2: Intense, crazy, disbelief. Um, Awesome. I would say when it comes to – how loud the stadium was pretty much an overall feel and like the pregame feel i i don't think you can match what it felt like on monday night football when the bills because it felt different joe and i know again the game was only uh, nine minutes, it wasn't, wasn't super long, but Joe felt like he was on another level when he was on the field. It was like, oh, Joe's going to go off tonight on the national stage. And it just felt different. That I, And I also feel like they played the Ravens the week before, all that coin flip talk, and then you get into the playoff game and you just want to get through this because the Baltimore Ravens, it had a tense feel because the Baltimore Ravens had a good defense. Um, and you just wanted to get out of there and survive and then move on to the next Uh, So I have a really good feeling and and obviously it's it's semi-emotional when, when the bills will come back for, for everything that Mm -hmm. happened um, in January and just two hopefully good teams in the AFC. Uh, And I, and I normally hate Sunday night football games, but I think that that was the decision. That was a good decision on um, the schedule planners part when it comes to putting that game in, in prime time again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I hope it can match the same atmosphere, and uh, yeah. I'm also hoping that I get to go. Although, man, I do miss the days of the Bengals being bad enough that I would be finding tickets for very cheap.
2: They were a little pricey. They are a little pricey, and they were a little pricey
1: I, I, last year. And I assume it didn't get better.
2: No, but you know what? Some of the people are moving off the wait list. It's wild to even say that there's a wait list because um, uh, I'll make this quick, but my my parents have had season tickets my whole entire life. Um, so I was kind of like born into, you're going to love the Cincinnati Bengals. And I would go to games when they were losing like 35 to nothing and nobody, we were counting people in the stadium. Uh, so for it to be, for, for them to have a wait list is so wild to me. And it's great because obviously Joe Burrow is uh, bringing winning football here and they have a really talented team all around. Uh, but I hope you get to make, it. and if anybody's listening to this podcast and they want to give mike uh the sunday night football ticket he'll he'll take it he'll more he'll gladly
1: take it. gladly i will take a sunday night ticket sure
2: if you want to take him with you uh we'd love to hear about that experience so it, w- it would be great for the pod uh so yeah if there's that that sunday night football ticket just hanging around give it to mike
1: Hopefully, I don't get abducted.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't abduct him.
1: Yeah, Tell don't me. don't abduct me. Well, no, <laughs> um, no. I mean, I mean, yeah, it it seems awesome. I, I think I'll I, I'll push myself to to go to that game. Out of all the games, that just seem like the most perfect one for me personally. Just the yeah. excitement, probably. That's probably their most hype game at mm-hmm. home. Like, obviously, if the Chiefs play in Cincinnati, then that one's up there. But they're playing in Arrowhead again. And uh, who knows? Maybe the AFC Championship game will be in Cincinnati for once. That would be cool. But, uh, yeah, I I think that's the game that uh, would be the most fun to go to. I've never been to a Sunday night game. And I don't want to jinx – the Bengals, but they are undefeated when I go to the game. So uh, that it's not a ton of games, but they are undefeated when I go. Although I used to pick games that I thought they would win, so there's some cheating in there.
2: Well, yeah, you need to go because their Sunday Night Football record is terrible. Um, so really going to need good vibes only when you come to town and, and that'll, that should be a good one. Uh, but no, I, I'm, I'm pumped about it. It seems like good vibes all the way over at the Bengals offseason workouts. I know you're busy over on all Bengals. What is up there now?
1: Up there now is Charlie Jones article. You can read all about it. If you listen to the show on, uh, Wednesday, then that, then, you know, a lot of this, but can always read it and there's clips to go along with it to explain what I mean. And I'm hoping to get a chase Brown article up by the end of this week. We're almost through the articles and then I'm not going to be busy with all Bengals cause I'm going to be taking a break. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to try to bust out these last few ones, you know, chase Brown uh, to finish this week. And then I want to get something I'm going to try. I, I cannot, I will not and cannot find film Andre Yosivas. Other than just you know here and there stuff, not full games. So I'm gonna to try to get something put together for him because it feels weird to skip him. But then I will write words about the punter. I will I will do something with that. I feel like there was enough interest.
2: Uh, Darren Simmons already talking about him today. They've been uh, they've been working out, doing their thing, and I can't wait to see how he impacts, hopefully in a positive way, the 2023 Bengals. But good stuff. Make sure you check it out, all Bengals. You can follow him, Bengals underscore Sands. You can follow me at Ellen Diaz Patterson. And thank you for listening, too. It's always game day in Cincinnati.